What is up? Welcome to the Chris Williams Podcast here from 712 Media. I want to thank our sponsor, of course, MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. Go to MacDyne.com. I'm always telling people over at Cyclone Fanatic, this is a bit of a different audience, but go to MacDyne.com. Are you hard on your luck? Do you hate your job? Do you need something fresh? Do you love good home, local people? Guys who built something out of nothing into a worldwide company. That's what you have at MacDyne, headquartered in Marshalltown. I, I always tell people this, and I, I mean it. If I ever got, I've been fired once in the last couple of years. If it ever happens again, like where it's just all done, like I, the first call I would make Go is on. to Chris Clover at MacDyne. I love their company. I think that they are. I really admire Chris as a human being, as a father, um, is is a businessman. MacDyne.com. Go to their careers page. I cannot endorse these guys any more than I do. All right, um, you guys know how we do it here on the Chris Williams Podcast. I bring on interesting people. Uh, we just we shoot the breeze. Today's going to be a little less formal. I don't have like a formal guest, but I do have my best pal, Brent Bloom, with me. It's Father's Day. Uh, the kids are in bed. It's, I don't know, borderline late mm-hmm. on Father's Day night. Bloom and I are sipping on Cody Road here in the uh, home office in beautiful Bondurant. And we were talking about this on uh, the families got together on Saturday night. Glad that air conditioning's back up and running too, by the way. <laughs> Good job out of you. Yeah, thanks being a homeowner. Jeez. Um, it's been a hell of a year to be a dad, though. Like, oh, first of gosh. all, yeah. uh, there, there are people so listening. You, you got went, two little boys, ages... So Everett is three, three and uh, Theo is... Recently, eighteen months. So that's what you learn is like. Yeah, it's the, weird how we do months. Yeah, until we, like months they until two. they get to age two, and then it's two. Doesn't but anyway, he's eighteen months. So I so just fell right into the trap. Mine is twenty months, Elise. Yeah, she's not two yet. No, and she's not one. No, she's twenty, 20 months, months, and then Cameron is six. Uh, six going on sixteen. <laughs> right now, yes. So Bloom's got two boys. I've got two girls. It's been a man. This last year has been an absolute bitch of a year to be a parent. But we, well, I, I stopped Bloom because we always do the cyclone thing, and people are like with sports talk. Let's do dad talk. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, this some, is just as let's important. do some dad talk radio here on the podcast with some Cody Road. It is Father's Day. No, I, I mean it's been a bitch of a year for everybody, but the, the, there's no there's no playbook for for what this has been like, and the, I mean. I, I think, you know, where I come from with this, Chris, is, and we've talked about this, is when you're in college, when and then even when you're, you know, you're early in your career and everything else, yeah, you can read books about being oh, a dad, yeah. but there's no, you don't, you can't fathom how to do it until you're doing it. And I don't, I don't even think I would, if even if I read a book, I'm like, okay, well, if that happens, that's what I'm going to do then. Like it's, that's the one unique thing is there's little, it's like a job with zero preparation until you do it. Yeah. And everybody, and, and the kids are still humans too. And so they're different. And so the, even what works for you, yeah. and we've talked about it, what works for you doesn't work for me and vice versa. <laughs> like you've got a kid that's just been awful with the sleep situation <laughs> yeah. and it does not help when I tell you, well, well, mine, oh, mine yeah. sleeps 10 hours my, a night. My next door neighbor, Kayla, who I love, by the way, um, I asked her how their baby was sleeping. They got a baby baby under one. Yep. And she's like, oh, great. Uh, she sleeps 10 hours every night. I, I sleep in until it. nine. And I was like, F you. Yep. <laughs> I haven't slept for more than three hours straight in two months. 
it's just, but it's just the nature of, man, there's no playbook, but it also, gosh, it's crazy experience day to day. I had a, I had a moment over the weekend that like shook me to the core. Like I, I, it was, so Cameron's in dance. Yeah. Which you're, I mean, I mean, I guess your boys could do it. There are some boys who do it, yep, but yep. I was just going to say, you're lucky. You don't have to go through this. No offense to the dancers. They did a great work. The Ankeny Dance Academy, free plug for them. That's but they had, they had beer. Well, yeah, the, they were selling beer there. Stevens out of tour. Yeah, like, well, it wasn't the Dance Academy selling it. I got you. It was but the, the venue. Yeah, the, the recital is at Stevens, so the Stevens concessions people are the ones in charge. But, yeah, they had, like, like five or six different, like, craft beers and then all your, like, light beers and stuff. It was why well, I didn't do it. I got coffee. <laughs> Because I knew if I had one beer, I was going to have gonna two four, beers, yeah. and then I was going to have four. Yeah, and, then, and then you're the guy. You, yeah. Well, hey! like, Woo! <laughs> that was another thing. I wasn't prepared for the screaming at these dance recitals. It uh, reminds me of a young softball game where they're chanting. But you said it was not the parents. It was like the coaches. Well, and- I thought it was the parents, but my wife was like, no, it's like the kids and stuff. Like the other, their, their they, teammates. They, they have other moves that they encourage. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't understand dance culture. Nonetheless. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Brent, I think I cried 10 times before the damn recital started. When your daughter walks out in makeup for the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is an experience. Because this is where I struggle the most as a dad. I don't know if it's I don't know if struggles the right word, but I wanted to bounce this off of you because I obsess over it. Okay, is withholding their innocence as long yeah, as I can. Getting older, you know, like she's at the age now at six where people are mean to her at school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and every kid's like this. I'm not making mine a victim. Every kid gets picked on at a certain age of school and stuff like that. But like. It's like she wants to like be on her iPad, and I'm like, well, I don't want you to get bullied on it, or yeah. you to even be the bully, you know? Like, I like there's all this stuff, and like when she walked out in makeup, there's like almost a different, <gasps> yeah. Wait, like, where, wait my, a minute, where did my baby go? Yeah, like okay, uh, you look like four years older. Here. Yeah, and it it like I couldn't stop crying. Like my parents and Ashley were laughing at me because like anything that happened, I'd cry. Yesterday, because yeah. it because it happened, they did the she did the makeup at home, and it got me all, it got me all like fired up, you know. Yeah, I and then it was like, oh my god, I just hit a bird with my truck. <laughs> but it, it was just something I wasn't prepared for. It's uh, so I mean, bringing it back to something, the one thing that has struck me as just being a dad is you want to protect them at all times. I think that's probably what's hard harder at that point is like when you get to Cammy's age and she's six and now, you know, when they're younger and we both experienced it this week, when they're sick, you just don't oh. want them to be sick anymore. Yeah. Um, and now like, you know, when my three year old started daycare, he had to go to a new room recently, he just turned three and his new room, you know, he was, he was shy and he didn't want to go there right away and he missed his old friends. And it's like, buddy, like you want to, reach out and help him out like no it's gonna be okay it's, but and then cammy gets to this point and you see her getting older it's like no i don't want you to be old anymore like there's all these phases of you just want to i don't know like wrap your arms around him and just you know but it's there but at the same time you have to let them be them yeah so it's just kind of this this whole like 
almost being anxious and protective the whole time, and yet you can't be. So it's a very, it's a very fine line of, uh, yeah. And, and you, there's no preparing for. Like there's nothing else you can do in life that can prepare you for that feeling of just wanting them to be okay. Yeah. Two notes from that. One, girls are mean. I, yeah. I, I'm not prepared for the girl thing. The, sure. Yeah, and those parents listening that have kids oh. all the way older than ours are like, you know, it's going to, you know, that, that yeah. thing continues. They're listening to us and like laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you losers don't know yeah, anything. Right. So wait till they get to middle school. But I see, I have this problem and I, I haven't done it yet, but like I have a legit, it's a character flaw mm-hmm. where, and I, and I know it and I'm working on it. Going to therapy now, by the way. Boy, if you could be a fly on that wall. That guy thinks I am crazy. It takes. <laughs> no, he, I mean, he thinks I am nuts. But um, powerful for you to admit that. Um, I want to fix everything all the yep. time. Yep. So, like, if it is, and this is where I really need to work on not like emotionally responding to things. But if I find out, like, because Cameron, the six-year-old, is in, incredibly, she feels all the feels. Yep. She feels everything. She's like her dad. Mom, not so much. Dad, like, I'm nuts. Cameron, much more like me in that sense. And when she comes home, she wears it on her sleeve if somebody was mean to her at recess. Ouch, yeah. And she will, like, I'll sit and talk to her because that's how I like It's probably going to annoy the hell out of them. That's how I'm going to parent. I'm just going to over-talk to them about over-communicate. Yep. And like my my gut instinct when she tells me these things is, oh, I gotta find child X's dad and chew him out. Yeah, like, but yeah. I know I can't do that, do that. Yeah, and, I, and, I'm, do that, and I'm not but, going to do that. Yeah. But it's the same thing, like with me, you know, back in the day, like when when my wife was starting with her career, and I got, she's telling me about a woman at work who was mean to her, like my, oh, give me her email, yeah, I'm gonna fire it yep. off, I want to take care of this. Yep, and you and you can't do that yep. with your kid when they get that old, and it it's so hard for me. Yeah, it's so hard for me. I get I, it. I just want to go up to the recess teacher and be like, you make sure that little punk doesn't, you know, say anything to my daughter. And you can't. Yeah. Right. Like you have to you know, let them figure it out. They're doing their best. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's it, the hardest part for me. I, I, yeah. And it's, it's not going to change, but there's just keep coming back to it is, uh, man, when you, that the first, that initial feeling of, wow, I'm going to be a dad is, is so cool. And then for me, it was, oh my gosh, I'm going to screw this up. <laughs> Like really, I mean, I th- I yeah. thought there's, but but you kind of learn throughout, and I and first I was, well, yeah, they're not break, they're not really break. No, they're not breakable. You feel like you, they are yeah. when they, yeah. It that's that's exactly they're right. They're very durable, and it just they're it, they're the anti Kyrie Irving, and, and probably for you guys too. <laughs> there you go. The second one is so much different than the first one. Uh, the second one's a shithead because the first one's <laughs> one thing I've learned. <laughs> our our second one, God, I love her. She's a little shithead, hey, but you let them be right. Yeah. Like you oh, don't, yeah. you're not as. It doesn't seem like you're as hands-on. So, man, it's every day is, is something different. But I, I even, yeah, I think, man, when my kid gets to Cammy's age, I'm going to be nervous because then they have to, you know, go to school and you got to worry uh, about other kids. Like it was one time when they're three, and sure, kids in, in three-year-old toddler room can be can hit and whatever, but it's not like it's an emotional thing. But now he's getting to the point where he understands. Hey, that when kid his just feelings, bit me. Yeah, when his feelings get hurt. <laughs> What's that kid? And it's like, how do you explain for? that? So, ah. Yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, it is. It's interesting too because we both 
we both kind of had kids later on. I'm glad I did. Right? Like, I would have been. Oh yeah, it would have been tough for me. Could you imagine us at like 25? No, and you're looking back. It's like it would have been an absolute shit show. My my older brother um, had a child when he was a junior in college, and I really admire him now. Oh, for what you got to grow up fast. Yeah, what he did, yeah. and he did. He grew up really fast, and then um, Ethan's turned out to a great kid, and and all that stuff. But it's 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 been hard enough at our age when we're and we're both. And the other thing, you know, other advice I'd give is. We both have good jobs, pretty stable financially, but the cost of a child, you just can't, you can't understand until you're in it um, from the, you know, I know you, you guys have dealt with the, the financial part on the front end in of, vitro, right. Of having a child. That's like, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it took us about what, three, four years to completely get out of that hole. Well, and it's. Yeah, I mean, it's brutal. can you give a general thought for, yeah. for those who might be going? And, and uh, Crystal and I had some infertility issues. Well, we never had to go all the way to in vitro. But one reason why I, I, don't, I was uh, scared as hell is I didn't have the money for that at the time. No, I mean, what I what I did with the in vitro thing uh, and my for what it's worth, my wife at some point, I think, is going to come on and talk with. Be, we're going to do yeah, this episode. Yeah, this isn't meant to get into yeah, all the No, details. no. I just, I wanted people to know that we're not shying away from it, but it was, my wife's very private. She's very, um, she doesn't, she feels stuff. I, I didn't, I didn't mean it earlier that she, I know you didn't. Yeah. But she doesn't wear her heart on her sleeve. Like she can bottle, bottle it up pretty much. Cameron and I are like crying. Like, oh, we're sad. Boom. We're bawling. Right. Um, that deal was so, um, so we we were supposed to have um so cameron our, our first one my wife has a condition i'll let her tell you about it but it was it was very hard for us to get pregnant we had tried for years and she was going in for a surgery and um it was still the best day of my life and it's i mean not, i it's tight i guess it's it it the minneapolis miracle is 1a <laughs> this sure. day is 1b Sorry, what, Elise. When you were born, that's that's two. Yeah. What about uh, <laughs> um, what about the Fiesta Bowl win? There was no fans there, so it didn't really. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. So she's going in for surgery, and the doctors like they're like I don't know an hour late to like wheel her back. Like she's got an IV in, like robe, everything. And our doctor comes in, and she's like, "You're never gonna believe this. You're pregnant." Wow. And it was just like the. I mean, I still don't believe how. It happened. Something like that could like actually the, happen. Really right. the greatest the timing. day yeah. of my life because it you I'll never forget. So when you go and do that, they give you like a buzzer to know when your significant other or whatever is out of surgery. Okay. I don't I don't even remember what. We were at Methodist, I think. And I went and returned the buzzer to the lady and they're like they didn't understand it. And I was like Yeah, I mean Crazy. I'm like crying. Yeah. Like, She's pregnant and like all these women come up who didn't know me and hug yeah. me and yeah. me and my wife and my in-laws. Cause they were there with us. Uh, we went out to court Avenue and I had a couple of beverages. Ashley of course could not, but it, it was a miracle. It, like it, yeah. there's Total just miracle, right? no other, other way. Like, cause medically she shouldn't be able to conceive on her own like that. And, and it happened and it was the greatest thing. So then of course, you know, uh, we wanted to have another one. Couldn't do it. I mean, try it for two, three years. Yep. yep. Which um, is, I mean, it's hard for, 
I think it's hard That's for uh, men to talk about too. I mean, because you know the women, they, they women go through a lot in that aspect. But I, you know, I went through it a little bit, and I get not as much as you. And it was hard. It's like you, you don't really want to talk to anybody about it. No, but it's it's the, it's out there. The hardest part about that for me, and again, like I I sound awful here. I'm just a needy individual, and it's a I'm a pain in the ass. Like I just. But you're giving everything to your wife at that point, right? Yep. So then, like, I would have nights where, you know, because she's worried. Mm-hmm. She's scared. Mm-hmm. She's like, my body's broken. Yep. She has all this stuff going on. And you're trying to be there. Supportive. Yeah. And yep. then I, I'll never forget this one night where I just went out to, um, I got her to bed or whatever. I don't even know what happened. And I just went out and sat in my truck in my driveway and bawled. Like for yeah, hours, a lot to like end. it just because it's so heavy. But then you know, to be clear, I didn't want to do the in vitro. I was like, I want to adopt. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Um, but I'm really, I mean, I'm very blessed that she kept pushing me and kept pushing me and kept pushing me, and we did it. What I did, the finances of it are a bitch, but I got a like an American Express card that was zero interest for eighteen months. I think right. And max it out. Uh, yep. I put it all on there and just aggressively paid that thing off as much. I paid as much cash as I could throughout sure. the, cause it's not like they go, Oh, here's $30,000 charge. It's an $8,000 charge Payment here. Plan. It's a $4,000 charge here. I, oh, I see. Right. Cause it's for the procedures. That yep. you're, so I would pay for as many of them as I could. Most, most insurance doesn't cover this by the Correct. way. Correct. Yeah. No, ours didn't don't cover count it. on that. Or if they do, it's a, it's a fraud. Because they'll tell you they do, but like you end Not up paying more for it yeah. than if you just would do it. It's a, it's that's a whole other deal. Yep. But yeah, so we did it, and you know the worst part of having to do it is when it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, because you got to do it again. Well, luckily we had four embryos, uh, so we knew like after the first one, we're like, okay, well we've got we've got more shots here, and we we got pregnant with the lease on the second time, and you know that was a great day too. When sure. Get yeah, after news. that struggle. But yeah, I mean, that's a deal where, uh, especially for, for guys, like I actually wanted to, and I just, I always wanted to write a book about how that is from a male perspective. You will, you hear about the female stuff all the time. They have groups, they have all like, yeah, and it's not easy for them too. And I, I mean, going no, it's through, worse for them. Yeah. Going like, through what some of the situations, um, you start talking about, but dudes feel too. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's never, but it's never talked about. Correct. I mean, I never, I never remember hearing about infertility until I was in the middle of it, um, and, and it's and it's very difficult. But so there's there's that part, Chris, which I, I think, I mean, I think the more light you can shine on that is is great. I mean, I I wish I would have had that perspective when I was going through because for us it was it was. Um, the opposite a little bit. So first one, we, we, we tried for three and a half, four years and it's really oh, yeah. hard by the way. If, and, and again, I'm not going to be too much of an open book here, but when you're, oh, when you're our age and all your other friends <laughs> and in college, you know, acquaintances and, and you want to be happy for them and they say, Oh, we're, we're pregnant and it's our, Oh, it's our, you know, we're got our third coming and you're and then like baby and showers. Yeah. And baby like sh- the, yeah. And they're a big deal. I remember oh, going to, geez. I mean, I think actually it was, I don't remember what baby but, shower it but was. But the women, like the ones who are having a hard time, like if they get invited to a baby shower, they just automatically cry. 
Yeah, you know, it's, like it's, it's hard. Just, yeah, yeah, because it, you 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 want to oh. be happy, but yet you're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, like, why can't awful. is something something happening here? But so we had trouble with the first. Second came was as as kind of a more of a surprise for us. But what then I wasn't uh, prepared for was the the expense, and you know, one you know if you if you're dealing with um, you know in, vi- in vitro things like that, it's expensive. Even a, a hospital birth can be expensive depending on your insurance, and then. <laughs> Thirdly, you get we, into not all of us got that Iowa State. No, insurance. I mean I'm very fortunate <laughs> for being on the Iowa State plan. But uh, daycare yeah. is, and it not only is it the cost. Okay, that's one part, but it's the it's the time situation. And I think that's where I want to center on most of the, the 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 thing that I would plan around if you're you're considering children or you know you're, you you if you have one you know your time is basically it totally changes like there's there's no time and then whatever time you have then you have to plan for whether it's you know if you have parents in the area great but trying to figure out i travel a lot for my job you travel for yours like trying to figure out coverage and this person's there and this person's here it's it's uh (laughs) it's really a chess game yeah no that's a it's a really good way to put it um no, it's good though, man. It like one of the I, honestly, it's like a really cool thing too, because we were hacks together growing up. And, I know, yeah. And now, like, we get together and we throw all the munchkins in, in one room. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Like my Cameron and Everett are like brother and sister. They, it's it's awesome. that that has been to have. I mean, when we moved, so we moved to Bond. Some people will ask me, "You really live next to Williams?" Like, yeah, we really do. It's like five houses down. Yeah. Um, you're in the nice part of the neighborhood. Yeah, no. <laughs> that would be like one of the best decisions we made. Like, oh, like, to this, have like help, just like, have just, help. Yeah. yeah, just I mean, I I mean, I I still remember one the a, a day I'll never forget when the derecho happened, <laughs> and uh, all hell broke. All hell uh, the the and this and right in the derecho happens. This August, I think I remember the day August. It was like 16th, 17th, anyway. Um, we thought the football no, season the August was getting 11th, canceled. Yeah, we thought the Big Twelve, and so that meant Fanatic was in trouble. Oh yeah, I thought I was unemployed. So you, you come walking over, and uh, you're like, "What do we do?" And so we literally, we have no air conditioning, we have nothing, but we had booze, uh, and so we we just basically hung out. We let the kids run around together. Like I think I they, filled they, up they, a pool. Yep, we got the pool out, and it was just like we we uh, figured out life together in that weird weird year Man, that, that it was that was such a terrifying like three days <laughs> everything about it like absolutely everything yeah. about that crazy <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's the the kid thing though you're a good dad i'm proud of you I, you you were I, I won't lie i i uh <laughs> so bloom lived with me in shenandoah and how long did you live with me? What, six? How long were you there? Eight no, months? I was there eight, uh, nine months. Nine, almost a year. No, it was almost a year. Bloom, how many meals did you make in Shenandoah? What do you consider a meal? Like, did you actually, like, not buy out? How many meals? I mean, if that eliminates, if frozen pizzas are included, then it. No, you can't. Frozen pizzas don't count. This has to be something you made. Under four. When Bloom moved out, we we found fast food wrappers and stuff. I was in cups from like eight months ago. I was helpless. 
completely helpless. <laughs> You've come a long way. I'm proud I, of you. I still am not good I'm at proud the cooking of you. situation. Well, no, I, I wasn't until I did that, and then I lived I lived alone, and I just had to figure it all out. That was yeah, that's, that's another it. thing. If I could give advice, don't like move right in with your like live on your own. Like make yourself like learn how to go grocery shopping and do point. all that crap. Great point. No, from I mean. You're a good daddy. No, and, and I, good daddy. I think I think uh, my brothers that had children before me would was and then you too. Like I spent honestly one of the best learning experiences I had I've had was just spending time around uh, you and Cammy before we had Everett because I was like, man, Chris gets it, um, oh. and, the, and you have the same time constraints that I have, really. Yeah. And so if you can dedicate that much time to Cammy, and I I see how. Uh, she adores you. It was a it was a big help, and I honestly I thought, and this as as stupid as it is, I thought you know if Chris can do it, then you know I think <laughs> I think I got a chance. I knew you would be like loving, but like you, you you've really like um you've evolved. That's good. It's I, I mean, it's I didn't, I didn't ever imagine. I think Crystal made you. Yeah, and she's and obviously yeah, my better half. Yeah, no is, doubt is very helpful Cheers there. To that. But it's same with me. It's um, man, I to think that. We'd be here, and honestly, for those you know, listen to the Fanatic podcast, it's a little bit different. When Chris and I get together, it's very little Iowa State stuff. Oh, and it's please. mostly like like this stuff. Of, yeah. you know how how do we get through the day of dealing with it? So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, it's been super helpful to have you to rely on for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, um, best part of being a dad. Let's let's do a little like yeah. around the table. Best part, worst part. What's the worst part of being a dad? <sighs> worst- My, mine is just the sleep. It's so hard on me. The sleep is worse for me than the time. The time I can figure out, I can cut other things out. Like oh, see, and I'm different because my, my my both my boys oh, sleep pretty well, God. which I know you hate to hear. Man, I give anything for a night's sleep. Like yeah. it, it's just, I'm a light sleeper. Cameron didn't sleep a full night on her own until she was four. Now Cameron had the club foot and I, I give her, that's another cool thing though, another to watch cool her story. in yeah. a dance recital. Then I didn't even think about that. I don't even think about her foot anymore, honestly. No. So Ashley brought this up to me. Ashley's mom mentioned it during the dance recital. Uh, Cause Ashley's mom often would go to appointments with us when Cameron mm-hmm. was just a teeny tiny little two week old baby. That. Yeah. And she would say, uh, she said to us, she goes, you remember when Dr. Morconde told you this is going to fly by and she's going to be playing soccer and in dance recitals wow. before too long. And like she is, and like, it's totally normal. Yeah. I mean, you I just get I, really proud. No, like, for sure. But that's the best part of me for me is like the pride aspect of it. Like anytime they do something, even like Theo, it's like, oh, he just said a new word. Yeah. You're like, oh. That's yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. I want to tweet it. Yeah. Oh, nobody else will nobody care. Nobody cares. I know. And I've, I've fought that same battle. I was like, don't, don't <laughs> nobody quit, gives a quit shit. tweeting about your kids. Nobody cares. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, the so the hardest part for me, and this is going to oh, sound. It's, it's got to be the sleep, but this, not for you, though. Well, for me, it's just the, and, you know, my personal is a lot like yours, where I, the, the worrying all the time of, you know, if they're sick or, and we dealt, we dealt with Theo when he was a baby, where he was in the NICU for, 
for nine days. And that was the nine longest days of my life. Cause that's, I'm like, yeah, um, that's hard, man. You just, especially the first couple. And then, you know, you get to day three or four and like, he's going to be okay. You just got to beat this. He had, a, he had pneumonia when he was born. Basically. Yeah. But the first day they're like, hey, we're not quite sure what's going on. And then this, <sighs> this new, new baby that, you know, you've, and then you have the other one to still, and you have the other one. Right. And you, and you can't panic because he's only two and you're like, you want and he's, he doesn't know any better. And so you're worried about him. And then, Mom just went through surgery, and so she's in the not. It's it's tough. So anyway, you're trying to be the support system. I was like you, Chris. One day, I got home that first night, and I'm so. Chris was at the hospital. I got Everett to sleep. Thankfully, uh, we both had our folks around. But I basically went. You know, I took a shower and I just like started crying because yeah, like, it's, it's just too, too much. much. It's too much. Like you try and bottle it in, and you're just like you just but lose. You can't. It. There's certain things that you can't just hold it in for right and that was you know, that was one of them but so for me i it's, can't imagine my kid being in a, a tube thing like that like yeah and that would hooked be up. so hard yeah and, but i so he, uh, he, i've never told him this and i don't know why i'm telling this right now but andrew downs who's yeah you know your program director on cakes no yeah. people probably know andrew he sent me a he didn't have to do this he sent me a text he said hey i went through the same thing five years ago with my son yep if you ever need anything, let me know. And it was just like, man, he didn't have to do that. I'm not alone. But yeah, but exactly. I'm not. And it was just super like, at that moment, I needed that text message. But again, if you can be supportive for people, no matter what they're going through, it, it's helpful. So it's still kind of, it still kind of gets me today if somebody went out of their way. And I don't know Andrew that well. Yeah. But he was trying to be an act of a kindness. good friend. Random yeah. act of kindness yeah. goes a long way. I would always try when we, because when we, when Cameron was going through the club foot thing. We had to go to Iowa city once a week and they would basically, because when you're a baby, you grow so quickly. So, so you she, need to adjust it. She has these casts on. Well, they would have to take the cast off and put another one on every week. And then they would do certain procedures and they'd mess with her foot. And basically a club foot, it's a leg deformity. It's not a foot. It's a leg deformity. Okay. Gotcha. So they're putting right. this cast in and they're right. making it the way they want it to. And I would always try, and, the, and, and my shrink tells me this is like the wrong thing to do, uh, but I, I, I'll say I disagree. Um, I would always try and go through like the cancer ward or something hmm. to be like, yeah. man, to yeah. count your blessings yeah. is my biggest. And, that's how I was raised. Like, be grateful for what you have. Don't be, what does Bill Finley always say? Like, be, we're, don't look or what yeah, you don't well, have. Well, you know, yeah, don't Bill, cry because it's over smile because yeah. it happened. Bill's yeah. got one of those yep. sayings that I admire. Yep. Um, and and that was really good for me. It's like, oh, it's just a foot. You know, these people like are totally. got like look, your life could be way freaking and, worse. And that's kind of how I am with the crying thing. It's like in the middle of the night, it's like, oh, I'm sitting here rocking this beautiful baby. Yeah. Who adores me. Right. Who loves me. Oh, this is, yeah, this, yeah, this will pass. Remember you loser three yeah. years ago, you were bawling in your parking lot because you didn't think you could have her. Yeah. Now she's here no, and you're reminder and you're just bitching because you're not getting as much sleep as you used to shut up. You loser, yep. you know, like I try and do that it's, and you, it's slap important. myself back into, Cause you get so caught up in your own world that you forget. Like I, I can't even imagine. And still my biggest fear in the world and is 
one of my kids getting sick. Yeah. Like a serious. Oh, I know. And and because we we watched you've it. seen it. Yeah. Firsthand. Um. But anyway, yeah. It's that's a that's a good way to look at it. And it it's just but it's that constant. Like I said to start the podcast, it's that you want to be there and be the protector, but you know at the end of the day you you probably can't be all the way, and so it, it's just trying to you know leave it open and and let let life happen. Uh, let's lighten it up. The other day, so Cameron is like her old man, loves music. <laughs> and we started doing this thing together where the nights that her mom works late, we There's will... Cammy hey, right Cammy. Come here real quick. You want to talk to the people on Daddy's podcast? We're actually talking about you and Theo and Everett and Elise. Hi. What do you, what do you have to say to everybody? Uh... I don't know. Did you, you do a dance recital? Yeah, how was your dance recital? It was good. Did you have fun up on that big stage? Yep. Did you pretend that everybody was in their underwear? Yep. <laughs> Did you see Daddy in his underwear? Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you going to bed right now? Uh, No, no, I'm watching the show, but the show already turned off. Oh, okay. Like the thing goes. Uncle Brent and I are almost done, and okay, and then I'll come to right back, back on, up. okay? All right, thank you. Um, where was I going with that? I was getting ready to tell a good story. Music? Oh, yeah. So she she loved, we started doing this deal where we watched live, like the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. They've got a YouTube channel where you can watch like Saturday night shows and stuff. Well, we started to do that on like Tuesday or Thursday nights. We do it once a week. Well, with that, she's picking up on music. Well, um, I walked by a room the other night and Justin Moore, that's why we drink. <laughs> she's in there going, that's why we drink. She's oh, singing it. Uh, the same thing. I, I've, I've tweeted about this before. You know what? One of her favorite songs is um, Cadillac Ranch by Chris Ledoux. Okay. She has like her own like country playlist on her Alexa. Uh, isn't isn't that, it funny? It's phenomenal when your yeah. kid like is like, oh yeah, you know what? My I'm, my dad's a loser, but he's he, he's got like a that. couple I of like cool his things. Taste. He's got a couple of cool things uh, about him. That's that's outstanding. Yeah, that's she's really cool. she's kind of a redneck uh, music fan, but well, I'll, I'll take it. And it's fun. And you're getting your couple years ahead of me but they start to figure out what they like what they dislike and Everett's a lot a, of it reminds you of yourself yeah well um is Everett is Everett like a new Brent or I because I, I kind of feel like he's a little more like into like trucks and stuff right like, now yeah and so I'm not I'm not a car guy <laughs> he kind of feels like an Obink he's he's type. a lot like he's a lot like so Crystal's, <laughs> my wife's family is all uh you know, engineers, mechanics, very yeah. hands-on. And I, as the the uh, story from before, from my lack of cooking, may illustrate, I'm I'm not hands-on anything other than a box score. Well, we did get you a Traeger. Got a Traeger. I figured yeah. that out. Yeah, uh, that's a huge no. But step. he's no. I think I think my young one may be the the more like me from just being you know bullheaded and doesn't do any of that stuff. But Dude. no, I ever. But it's fun. I mean, even you you catch him. You, you know, at three years old, we go, gosh, you know, he's sharp or he's super smart or guy. I, I'm proud of him for thinking of, wow, he can put that, like him and Cammy were working on the magnetic squares the other day. And was he impressive. And he was, and he was keeping up with her just yeah. from a, you he's know. Smart. He's I smart. Think, kid. I, so I think, I mean, there's, there's little things that they do where you're like, gosh, they're like little little humans, and it's coming together. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you heard how sweet Cammy was. 
The second one I got is a pain in the ass. God, I love She's her. She's a bulldog. I love her. So Cameron is so sweet, petite, um, caring, just like her mom and her mom's side. This second one's a Williams. <laughs> she, she is a headstrong, stubborn, cute little pain in the ass. Yeah. She's she, keeping you on your toes. She'll, I mean, Brent, she's 20 months. She'll go, if Cameron's got a toy that she wants, she'll go and rip it out of her arms. She'll just take it from her. I don't know if something about the seconds with both of us, but they're, Teddy's they're, the same they're way. Per, similar personalities where he's now at the point where if he doesn't get his way, he'll just sit on Everett until he, he gets it, until Everett gives up. Well, he's so. a big boy, he's, too. He's, big, he's similar. about as big as Everett. I mean, yeah. Elise is about as big as Cameron, and yeah. she's too. it is weird how this worked out. Well, and it's just funny how just the different personalities at in general of yeah. you can, and, and maybe it's who knows, you know, they're all different ages and whether that manifests itself when they're in their teenage years, is going to be the same, but it just seems like they're all developing different personalities. And then you throw the dogs into the mix and it's amazing that uh, we're still here. We, so, we are. And, and if <laughs> thank goodness we have uh, each other's group to, to hang out with. Well, actually, be even a longer year. It saved us as we wrap up here. It legit saved us during COVID, though. It did me. Same. Our wives were, I mean, very COVID conscious, probably more so than you and me. I mean, we we paid attention, but they were the instigators here. And they said from day one, okay, we're in the same pot. Yep, this is our pot. So, okay, and that it saved saved my ass because as far as the face-to-face stuff goes. Well, and I think... Honestly, without without the kids and without all the other crap we were all dealing with, this the 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 Williams and Bloom podcast on Fanatic doesn't happen. No. Honestly, that was just an excuse for us to get out of the house. That was a we tired of that was an accident. That was a complete. Accident. And now it's by far the most popular it's thing pretty, on our entire website, which is pretty cool. But it's also fitting because again, you know, Chris, that's the only time we talk about Iowa State. It is. And, I mean, we'll bring it up like, hey, did you, what do you think about that? But if but it's, it's a not, Friday night, like we're watching the Bulls or the Magic. Like we're not, we're, or we're talking wa- about too deep. Or we're watching like old Chappelle show reruns. Yeah. Last night I was introducing Bloom to the SRX racing yeah, series. Yeah, and those cars were ugly as oh, hell. Heinous. Heinous. No, but no, honestly, I, I've, I've told you before, but I appreciate you guys for helping us out and – it's been uh, it's been a long eighteen months, but you know if it wasn't for you guys here with us, it would well, have been a lot longer. It's the same to you, man. And that whole thing, uh, and this resonates with everybody. It ta- that whole "it takes a village" saying is so true, so freaking true. And let people help. Yeah, that, you know, ask I've, for help. If I could give anybody advice, and something that yep. I think that I've probably failed with is your kid will be fine. Yeah, like you're. If you don't protect like uh, you, your own sanity and your wife's sanity, and That's a good point, like then you're going to hurt them more down the road. And I I've learned that probably the hard way, um, but I'm you know I'm working on it. But like you, th- that's got to be. It's kind of like um, you know when you're on an airplane and they're like if the if the oxygen max drop, put it on you first. Because if you don't you have, have oxygen, it. then you True. can't help save anybody else. Yep, no, that's a great point. And you can't just completely. Your kid will be fine. Like you're, yes. As long as you're not like on drugs or an alcoholic or yep. complete, your kid's going to be fine. But you got to take Look care out of for yourself. yourself. I mean, it's same from this. I've put on probably thirty, thirty-five pounds 
since the first one, which I'll get it off someday, but it would be nice to be able to sleep before I can. <laughs> no, I, 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 t- I totally, and you don't realize the amount of time and, it, and it's all good. Like it's a good thing. Yeah, you you kind of lose sight of yourself sometimes within that. Um, and so I guess, you know, a couple words of advice I'd have for, for new parents and maybe, maybe I'm out of line. But, uh, you know, even before, before you become new parents, try and do as much as you can before then. You know, if there's a trip you want to go on, go on it. Um, if there's a restaurant you want to go eat at, go eat at it. Uh, you know, if there's, there's people you need to see, go, go see them. Because when you have kids, it just makes, it makes that difficult logistically to do. Number two, it's expensive. Like, kids are expensive. So, th- you, I mean, I think you don't panic over it. It's not the end of the world, and there's ways to get around it as you've you know, you're a good example of like the worst possible scenario for cost, but it is expensive. Daycare is expensive. It's not the worst possible. There's people paying. Yeah. Maybe not worst. Mayo clinic bills. Sure. I always, there's always worse, but there's, it's a consideration to have like, you got it. And that's been, that's been tough for me. Like I'm a very conservative financial person. Like I want to make sure everything's taken care of. And I've kind of gotten to the point of, of things sometimes happen and you just, you'll deal with it when it happens, but it's kids, kids are expensive. But three, it's like, yeah, build that support system now and know who you can, yeah, can, because you gotta work. But you have to, you know. And I know there's non-traditional families. My my family is full of non-traditional families, uh, but you know, look out for your partner, your co-parent, etc., because you're in that ride together. And the more you can do for each other, the the benefit, the most it will benefit the child as well, in my opinion. And I lost, I've honestly, I've lost sight of that too. It's like you're so caught up in the kid. Sometimes you lose track of, of yeah. each other, and it, it it's it's a deal. And then it can spiral out of control, right. and then it, and then it impacts worse, the kids. It worse for yeah. everybody down the road. Oh, this was um, oddly serious. No, I mean, I mean it's just I, it's one of those. Topics I thought we were. Where, oh, I was going to ask you, what's it like uh, changing a boy diaper? Do you get peed on a lot? I don't know how to. do I never that. did. Really? Because I, I always like the girl. You just wipe down, yep. keep it out of the crevices. Wipe, you know, make sure it's clean. Wipe down toward the butt. <laughs> And you're fine, but so, with the boy, I just like I would always be paranoid that he's going to pee on me. Never with either of them. Never happened. Ne- now, the three year old now is 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 uh, going on his own now, so he's really strangely fascinated by his penis. So he just likes to talk about it. Interesting. He likes to talk about like, hey, I got to make sure my yeah. Cammy likes to have her hand down there a lot. <laughs> I think they explore. <laughs> It's like, and so what does he say about his penis? Like that? Does he say penis or does he, he, he say he knows the word penis now? Because I it's, I would think he would say like pp. No, it started that way. We, we, I don't know what I don't know what how we got the actual full context there. That's got to be a daycare thing. It might be a daycare thing. Where he's they, talking about he's like yeah my my wee wee <laughs> yeah, and she's like it's knows? it's called penis. But they're uh, he's always make sure you know he's on the when he's on the pot he's like I got to make sure my my penis is tucked down so. I, it's like okay. Everett, he says that yeah, he when does. he's going poop. Yeah. When he's, well, he, or, does he stand to pee? No. Oh no. I don't know when that. So I don't gotta, know. When, I don't know when that comes in. Maybe some you gotta wiser teach, vets can. No, you gotta teach that me. boy because we were at we were at Bloom's house on Saturday night, and you know, good boy Everett comes up and says, "I need to go pee," and he goes in there and goes to the bathroom. Just teach him to pee in the backyard. <laughs> Whip it out and go. That's what I did. We are in Bondurant after all. Yeah. Nobody gives you. Yeah. Nobody gives a crap here. Oh my gosh. Always a new day with the children around. Yeah. Well, good for you. Glad you haven't gotten peed on. Thanks. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody.
Appreciate y'all. Hope you enjoyed this a uh, little bit of a different span on the Williams and Bloom podcast. Of course, we are, if you're a Cyclone fan, we do the show on Sunday nights on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, thanks to Mechdime for sponsoring the Chris Williams podcast here. And uh, please tell your friends. Love y'all. Uh, have a very safe week. God bless and uh, take care of yourselves.